All right, if Daniel's listening to this in the future, we're just going to trash talk him the whole time. Yeah, Daniel sucks. Yeah, I mean, he just walked out, and uh, now we have an open mic to say whatever we want. So. Now we can take his stuff. Yeah, I mean, this equipment, we can just steal it and just go off in the sunset, and he'll never know, right? That wouldn't be Christian-like, though. We're Christians. We're good people. Oh, yeah, there's that. Yes, amen, brother. Hopefully, Daniel doesn't cut this out. Hopefully, this is the intro. Keep this in, Daniel. I like it. Yeah, keep keep this in. This is the intro to the episode. Welcome to the What I Believe podcast. And uh, oh, uh, I thought Daniel just walked back in. No, all right. This is the What I Believe podcast, and I have my brother Jonah on today, and we'll be discussing a lot of things about future and most importantly baptism because it's a very important day for both of us. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. guys welcome back this is now episode four yeah yeah episode four of the what i believe podcast with me today is my guest my brother my teammate for some time a little bit i I was teammates with him for a little bit this past summer but mr jonah montez is on the podcast with me hello people i'm here in the flesh (laughs) So, Jonah, um, you and I have been coming to Calvary for all of our lives, pretty much. Oh, definitely ever since I was born. This is like a second home for my family and I. Yeah, I mean, mom and dad have been coming here, I think, when in 1998, when they recently moved into this building uh, from West Covina, and Rawl set up the church here, mom and dad, uh, when they were dating, I think they came here and then. Uh, after the words, they just uh, been coming here ever since. Even though we live, what thirty five minutes away from here, this place we just can't get away from this place at all. Yeah, it's definitely not down the street, but it's a really nice place to be at. Yeah, pretty pretty much. But um, we've been coming here for such a long time, and uh, we've been involved in all kinds of activities um, with the church, uh, both volunteer wise and just in events with this church so if you probably look at the old archives you can probably find a video of us when we're like six years old or something doing something you see baby noah running around the sanctuary or something like that yeah you were actually uh when the church did a christmas event uh way way back way back when uh you were you you portrayed baby jesus didn't you I did, and I was the star of the show. <laughs> and you actually—that's when the church actually brought real live animals in the sanctuary. You were on a—you were on a donkey. And yeah, I was three years old and having no idea what I was going to do. And they put me on this animal. <laughs> what am I doing? Say, so go on the stairs, lift your hands like Jesus, and that's what I did. Yeah, and, and all these people are bowing down before you, pretending. I know I was on top of the world. I'm like, holy cow, this is great. I love this church. <laughs> but yeah, so we've been involved in a lot of things. But um, I've always wanted to. Like I said, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while, and then once when I finally got this thing going, uh, I wanted to bring Jonah on because, uh, he's for one, he's my brother. I'm pretty sure we have a lot to discuss. And also, too, given the timing of, like, when we're recording this podcast, uh, you how many days? It's, like, literally 20 days from now you're going to be going to college, right? Yeah, that's three weeks from today, actually. Three weeks from today. Wow. Already. And... You know, for for my family and I, like this is a big 
big step for us because uh, none of us have been going out of state to college or anything. Jonah will be the first one, so uh, it's a big, big thing for us and our family. But with that, I mean, let's just get into that because um, this past, I think, episode for episode one with uh, Miss Sarah Lamone, uh, we were discussing the high school experience and some of the trials and tribulations that a high schooler could deal with uh, in, during that time. But for you, you just graduated high school a couple of months ago, and now you're going off to college and stuff. So tell the, tell the, the viewers, tell the listeners um, where you're going to college at. So I'll be attending Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Prescott, Arizona. But if you're from Prescott, Arizona, you don't call it that, do you? No, we don't call it Prescott in the good state. It's called Prescott, you know, the English language. It's it's kind of weird, you know. <laughs> I always say Kansas, but we don't say Arkansas. We say Arkansas. So the entire English language is weird. But, yes, it's pronounced Prescott, Arizona. Prescott, Arizona. And then you're going to be going there for lots of reasons. So tell tell us um, what, why did you choose that school when compared to others uh, that you had options for? Well, I chose that school based off the scholarships I received, the opportunity to play college sports, and to get a major that, honestly, no other college in America has. So this school was a great opportunity. It was a perfect fit for me. And it was also good because a lot of the colleges I looked at were Christian schools, religious schools, but going to a non-Christian school was surprisingly going to be beneficial for me because me having a strong foundation in my faith and being able to go to a school that's not um, based on religious foundations, it gives me the opportunity to be a light in this dark world we have. So if I were to go to a Christian college, I would be around with like, you know, people that I know, like religiously wise, which is great and all, but going to a different school who's not religiously sound, this gives me an opportunity to express my faith to others and maybe can lead others to Christ. Yeah, I mean, that's a really, really good point that you add there because it's like, like you like you said you know we we are living in uh, a dark world all i mean throughout time ever since uh adam and eve committed the first sin darkness and evil and sin has entered this world but it's just more relevant today that our world is just gotten so much worse in regards to just like the the music the movies the tv shows the language the drinking the drugs and all kinds of things that it's just so many things that we wouldn't have thought would be possible years ago and now it's considered to be a normal thing and if you don't uh, agree with it you're considered the outside one as i've said in previous podcasts before but for you at least you know i i, I really like like how you put the, put it that way because college can be uh it could be a time to where you can easily stumble in your walk oh definitely you definitely. Can, you can agree to that um, college allows the student, especially for those who are who don't live or who do live on campus. You know, you're going to be affiliated with people, and you're going to be around certain situations that could ultimately test your faith and how strong you are. Just for example, you know, partying partying leads to like the um, the evil trinity of the things that could bring you down in college. And that would be drinking drugs and sex pretty much. And, but for you, at least, you know, you're going to be going to a college that you're going to be living on campus. And, but what, what do you think like for people who 
maybe struggling with this or are going to college out of state and my experience this, what what would you say to people like that? Well, for college, it's when you go to college, it's not for partying. A bunch yeah. of people, like kids in my class, like they want to go to this school because it's a party school. Yeah. And you have to really think back, like, why are you going to college? Why is your parents paying for your tuition to go to college? It's not for you to party and, you know, do whatever you want. It's something for you to really think about because this is a life-changing decision depending on what college you go to, what job you're going to get because college helps you for the future. And if you don't really prepare for that, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah. So when people want to go for party schools, that tells you they really don't care about their college life or their future success. So when they pick a college, you know, if they want like a Christian foundation school or if they want to be that light in a different school, it just depends. But college is not for partying and neither is high school. Like in the first episode, it's not for partying either. Sure, you might have like those little parties and we'll go to. But once you get tempted, that's when you need to realize, am I going to build my faith here at this party? Am I going to meet good Christian friends here at this party? Yeah, exactly. If it's if you have like three things that are against you then or even one thing, then you got to think, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Maybe I should be reading my Bible in my dorm. Maybe I should be studying my dorm. Maybe I should be calling my pastor or something like that. So you really need to think about it, take a step back and realize, is this what is this what is good for me? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we always have that saying, you know, what would Jesus do? You know, if you're in a situation and you just think like, you know, what would Jesus do in the situation? It's you can very easily put that aside. And then, but that's when you're literally denying the, you, go, you know, when you're going through, uh, if you have that experience where a temptation is out in front of you what i like to say and i've said this before temptation is not a sin because if the temptation is there and you realize what it is and you back away from it that's when you know the holy spirit and the lord is in your heart because that's the reason why you're backing away from that temptation you realize it could lead to nothing but evil or nothing but yeah nothing but evil nothing good at all could come from this temptation and you back away from it but if you see the temptation and you go for it, then you're committing the sin and then you're uh, falling short of the glory of God. Yeah. I remember you said in the first podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's important because we tend to just ignore that because we're so in the moment we're in college. Okay. Let's just say we're in college and we're given this, I, this temptation. And if the whole crowd goes for it, you know, human, the, the flesh is weak. The flesh is definitely weak, and we can easily just be tempted. We'll just go for it because we're peer pressured into it, or it looks cool, or if I'm not doing this, I'm not living the college life or anything like that, you know? If we go for it, then we're denying that the Lord, we're denying the Holy Spirit that's in our lives. That's the one who gives us the conviction. You know, that's important to realize that if you just do that, you're just ignoring, flat out ignoring the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what gives you the idea of like, you know, okay, this is bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then if you just ignore it, then it's like, it, it just leads you down a road of hurt and there's nothing that could come good from it. Only thing, like I said, the only thing that could come well out of the outcome is that you realize you sinned and you have to repent, you know, because mm-hmm. we all fall short of the glory of God every single day. But it's just important to realize when the temptation is there, you recognize what it is. And it's ultimately our decision whether or not to go for it or back away from it. Yeah, because man will always fail you, but God will never fail you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I like what you said, too. Um, when you, like, man always fails us constantly, but the Lord is ever so present in our lives 
consistent with everything that he does. He's always there guiding us, watching us. And that's important for you to bring in college, not only to your roommate, but in the programs that you're going to be part of. So t- tell us what you plan on doing in college because you're going to play sports, right? Yes, I'll, I'll be playing baseball there at the school, and I'll be participating in Air Force ROTC as well. ROTC, what does that stand for? ROTC stands for Reserve Officer Training Corps. Officer Training Corps. So does that mean you're going to be in the Air Force? You're going to be in the Air Force like right after you go to college? Yes, after college, I've signed and I'll be an officer for at least five years after college, but more likely I'll stay longer because it's been a life goal dream of mine. So, mm-hmm. You want to be like Maverick flying the Well, Ma- Maverick's Navy. I'm going to be the Maverick of the Air Force. Maverick of the Air Force. Yeah, Air Force, not Chair Force, Air Force. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, with those programs that you're going to be part of, uh I, for me, at least like when I was in college, I didn't, I was not involved in baseball or ROTC. I was in high school, but in college you're, you're involved with the, with mostly your school, at least for me, like I was really involved in my school and, you know, in those, in that schooling that I was a part of, there was times to where the, the devil really came into my life and gave me some sort of hardship that like for me, my stress I've said this before, my stress was probably one of the biggest downfalls of college for me because originally for me, I chose to major in physics and uh, physics is just a whirlwind of itself and it's it's just really, really crazy math and oh my gosh, it was it was, it was a lot. I mean, I, I didn't realize how much I was getting myself into until like my, after my first year and I started taking upper division courses and the, the stress and everything, it, it really got to me right away, and I was just not feeling it at all. And uh, I remember I, I was actually late for my first – or I actually didn't show up to my first day of class because I got my scheduling mixed up. Oh, that's bad. And then I showed up on my on the second day of class, and the professor's like, all right, turn in your homework. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I missed the first day. I soon you realize physics wasn't for you. <laughs> it was like a lot of – Factors. Too early classes. <laughs> it was a lot of factors, but that uh, the whole experience I had with physics and the stress that I had with it for understanding concepts and stuff, it was definitely something to where it's like you know you you expect that the the enemy or the difficulties of college would be when a professor disagrees with your faith or something, but no, the devil can come in and um, wreak havoc on your life. In just your curriculum, at least for me, in the STEM area, you, the devil can come in and wreak havoc in your curriculum and not in your professors or anything like that. So for you, at least, how you know the you can definitely say that you could be facing some trials through either ROTC or baseball. Would you say? Yeah, I would say because, like like I said before, this is not a religious based school. So the kids who go there, I would say probably like ninety percent of them either. No, there's a God, but yeah, yeah, I know God. I believe in God, so I'm good. I'm going to heaven. Yeah, and many of them really don't believe God, so they're not carrying a sh- strong Christian foundation. And since I'll be hanging around with them practically every day, their influence, what they say, what they do, it could be very influential on either a new believer or someone who's on the edge. Because, well, if everyone else is doing it, then I'll do it too. Because I don't want to be the outside person. I don't want to be the one that's like, oh, there's that person over there not with us. You know, he's he's a religious guy. Yeah. 
But in the way, it's a good thing because you are the light in the dark world. So it doesn't matter what all these other people think. Doesn't matter what group in. You have to obviously you want to get good friends. But in this scenario, you gotta get you get what you have. Mm-hmm. So by this, you can get these other non-believers and you know try to like convert them, not like full on brainwash them, which you can, which is a good thing. Like brainwashing in Christ, what our parents did with us when we were children. Yeah, but we can direct them towards Christ. So then. Instead of you being the odd person out, which is nothing wrong with that, doesn't matter if you're the only person for Christ, you're the one who knows you're going to heaven. And mm-hmm. so if you try to help these other people, then it can be like, oh, I get 10 people in two weeks, and all of a sudden a good majority is on your side, and all the other people are like, oh, they're on that, oh, we're not there. Like there's, Greg Laurie said that one time when he was in high school, the there was like a little ministry, and then Greg Laurie, he's like, oh, I don't want to be with those people. They're they're the Jesus freaks. Yeah. yeah and so then the lead way. pastor said, um, if you he says something like, if you're you're for God or you're against God. Mm-hmm. And so then he said, like, oh man, I'm not for God. Does that mean I'm against God? Yeah. So when you have a group of people who's for God, maybe the other people are like, oh, man, they're for God. So is that if I'm not with them, does that mean I'm I'm against God? Mm-hmm. So that would be a good way to really show them that, you know, God is just like the one main thing you need in your life. Yeah. Of course, you have your college. You have to deal with your ROTC. That's busy as it is, your college life. But people need to realize that now in this day and age, people need God. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad to see people are like, oh, yeah, no, I don't need Jesus. That's for that's for the Jesus things. I'm fine. You can have your Jesus. You know, that's fine for me. But now in this day and age, God is a necessity in life. So for college life, a good way by going and expressing yourself and a non-religious school is just trying to help the people uh, know God and turn to Christ. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, like I said, um, like like you said, I really like that. It's like you don't have to, from the get-go, brainwash them. It's like, are you Jesus? I can't talk to you unless you're a Christian, you know? Oh, yeah, you don't want to turn them off like, whoa, this is Jesus stuff. No, you got to slow yeah. process. It's not like a quick overnight, like, hey, you know Jesus? Oh, that's fine with me. All right, come on, let's get on my train. It's like, whoa. That's to be a slow process because they don't know anything about Jesus. Yeah, it's like these small, like little hints or these most like most ultimately, though, uh, what Pastor Rawl always likes to say is like for him, at least and just for any Christian in general, the the non-believer is always watching you because you're like like Jonah said, you're supposed to stand out. And by standing out, that means your attitude, your behavior and all that is ultimately pointing to christ because what does mom always say to us every time she drops us off you represent god right you say you represent god in this family but most importantly you represent god yes you're supposed to represent the lord so when you when you commit any sort of action or say anything you know this it's something that should be coming from the lord and then as that example you plant the seeds in someone's head and by planting the seeds over time it might not work right away but over time, as a person sees your life and sees sometimes the joys that you have in the Lord or the blessings that the Lord has given you, you know, it's something to where it's like they're always watching. And then maybe one of these days they do say, um, how how did you, um, like, how do you have this joy in your life? Who is this Jesus you say, you speak of? You know, I want to learn more about him. And that is like one of the ultimate ways to evangelize to these people, you know. Because, like you said, you're the person who stands out, and then, like for, for, for you, for like ROTC and baseball. I mean, you, you see yourself like, have you had any sort of like, 
trials or tribulations in high school or do you do you expect to have some just beyond like the people you deal with just like personal trials in uh ROTC and baseball in college well and in high school it wasn't necessarily there were people who were in ROTC and baseball but like during school times like little temptations Mm -hmm. like the whole kids having their e-cigarettes and jewels so I'll get the temptation during even during class like yeah. surprised how dumb these kids are doing in class but like in the bathroom like hey johnny you want you want to try one and i'm like no no i'm like oh why not and like oh is it is it because you're religious and they always do that card johnny want to try this johnny want to watch this do that i'm like no it's like oh you're religious that's why I'm like well it's no not because i'm religious i have standards for myself but i do live my life based on like a religious standard like based off the ten commandments and stuff mm-hmm. and so like all these people they keep saying, oh, it's because of religious reasons. Well, in some sense, it is because I don't want to be sinning, but I also have, like, high standards for myself. I mean, I would like to say it's not just a religious, but it's a, re- a personal relationship that you have with the Lord. And when you have a relationship, things like that hurt more when you sin against the Father. It hurts more when you have a close relationship because religion can be taken in a broad term. Like religion can go a lot of different ways. But what we have as Christians, we have a relationship, so I like to say. Yeah, and like if people have to go out of the way to go to the bathroom to do certain things, we all know that's not right because you're making an effort to make it secretive. So do you think God's like, oh, yeah, good job. You're you're making it secretive in order to try to do something. You're going out of your way to make sure no one sees that. That's that's kind of like a standards point because if you're going out of your way to do that, you gotta think is this is this right? Because if you're doing if you're hiding something for a reason, that's not right. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it right. You're like you're trying to hide this thing from the principal, or whatever or your teacher. That's that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like you said, those are just the things you went through in high school, and we both went to the same school, that being a Lutheran oh. school, small uh, small school. But I mean. Just to say, it's like you've been saying that, oh, I'm not going to a um, a Christian school like, you know, GCU or Azusa Pacific or anything like that. Like, I'm not going to a Christian school. But that doesn't go to say that Christian schools are perfect. Oh, no. Because they're the temptation, like I said, the flesh is weak, man is weak. So the temptations and the things that you would normally expect at a public university is at these Christian schools as well. Just because a school says that they're Christian doesn't mean that they are, you know, doesn't. Yeah. So, I mean, the the school can really do, can really try to, like, monitor, like, things that go in and out of the school. But ultimately, the, the flesh is going to do what the flesh wants. And the flesh desires these certain things. They're going to go after it. So, I mean, that for your perspective, like, when you saw these things at Lutheran, at Lutheran school, for me, too, like, I saw that, too. Uh, I could recall like certain classes where people, I mean, just with the cigarettes were just, you know, uh, smoking them in the classroom and then hiding it down their shirts. So it's like, oh my gosh, it's ridiculous. But, you know, I see these things in high school and I was even asked myself, like, do you want to partake in it? And I was just like, no, you know, cause like, I, like we've grown up always believing it's like, we represent the Lord. Is this something that the Lord will do? You know, and I think that's important standards to live by and, like I said, a lot of times we can easily just forget about it because we're too caught up in the moment, wouldn't you yeah. say? And like with drugs and alcohol and stuff, some people, when people talk about dr- um, alcohol, and me personally, I made a commitment to my grandmother that I would never smoke 
or do anything like that or drink ever mm-hmm. in my life. And people say like, oh, like just like sip a wine, you're not gonna get drunk or something like that. But just you can get influenced by alcohol so quickly, you have no idea. People think, oh, just one beer that you're fine, but then one turns to two, then to three. So not only did I make that commitment to my grandmother, it's just I've never seen alcohol used for good terms. If yeah. that makes any sense. I mean, it honestly isn't. I can't think of any time that alcohol was used for a cure to anything. Yeah. Like, and, like, people, like, they say, like, oh, well, like, in, like, the Catholic churches and Lutheran churches, oh, when they do communion, they, you know, have actual wine. I'm like, well, yeah, they have actual wine, but you don't get drunk off of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I don't, I don't want to get tempted beyond what I can bear and just – I just made that commitment to my grandmother and just my own standards. I just wouldn't ever do that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to make the argument to, for drinking and the people who drink and call themselves Christians and stuff, well, Ephesians chapter five, verse 18, and do not get drunk with wine, uh, but be filled with the spirit being filled with the Holy spirit. That is something that the Lord desires in our lives to be purified in him because we live lives that are, uh, following his example and following his standards, you know, when you go to college and you get drunk, or if you're just nine in college and you just get drunk, you know, you're drunk. You do things that you normally wouldn't do, and yeah, you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking straight, and you commit things, commit acts, and unfortunately, DUIs is a big issue among the this generation of of uh, people. Uh, there's a there's a lot of DUIs that happen a lot, you know? Yeah, and, like, let's say, like, if I was in college and I was trying to get people to Christ, next thing you know, I come and, like, oh, Jonah's not at school today because he got drunk and he had a DUI. What example am I to the non-believers who I'm trying to show to Christ? Do you think, oh, is that is that what his religion says? He must get drunk or something like that? But mm-hmm. nothing is good from drinking, so that wouldn't be a good example, especially to the younger kids now in generation. Yeah. And, I mean, people like to use drinking as a way to just relieve, uh, relieve themselves from their issues or their stresses in school. It's just a buzz that can get them through the night or something. You know, this stuff, drinking drugs and just sin in general, sin is a temporary pleasure at the moment that you think it's a pleasure, but it has worse consequences afterwards and afterwards you don't you don't feel too good either no like you do something in the moment but after and you think about it, you're like wow that didn't feel good and like you said to relieve stress or something like that it's like yeah there's different ways of relieving stress i mean as a joke stress spelled backward is dessert so i mean you can use dessert to relieve your stress <laughs> but besides that came back to the point there's different ways to relieve your stress and by you know not by getting drunk, you're not thinking straight. And people, like with other drugs, you know, they take the drug and they feel good inside afterwards. Just like sin, it feels good at the moment, but afterwards you feel like like garbage. Mm-hmm. So if it's a point with sin, you got to think about, like, is this worth it? And if you're being secretive about it too, like if you're watching something you don't want your parents to find out, like you got to think, is this is this right? Is it safe? And like, is this worth your salvation? Yeah, is it is it worth it? Is it really worth it? Because like, oh, I just did it for one night, then a week later... You did something again, and instead of a constant rain, like, yeah, I go to church, I'm good on Sunday, but then comes Monday, then Tuesday, and you really got to think about it. If this is like a repeating process, then you're not really learning from your sins. Yeah, 
And I like this last point, uh, the last point that you brought up is, you know, you go to church, you, the Christian calls themselves the Christian, they go to church on Sunday, but what do they do Monday through Saturday? You know, what is their life in between the Sundays? Or if you don't even go to church on Wednesdays, you know, what what is your life between those each week, you know? Uh, the one thing I think is very important for just the Christian in general, but especially for people who go out to... Um, college and stuff you have to be in your word constantly you have to be reading and meditating with the lord because every day is a battle in college oh yeah every day is a battle in college and life period and we always every day we need to read the word get filled with the holy spirit and put on the armor of god because like i say every day is a battle the enemy is throwing so many things at your life the armor of god is gonna be the one that protects you and keeps you from stumbling in your walk or anything like that and like we said college gives you that plethora of trials temptations anything like that because if you know like i said in the high school episode with sarah um if you're not dealing with these issues of drugs alcohol or sex or anything like that you have to deal with your schoolwork too like mm. schoolwork itself like i said before with me that was a trial of myself and for you you have to um, work with around school, ROTC, and baseball. So, I mean, you're going to be busy for one. But, I mean, if you're not dealing with these issues of just drugs, alcohol, and sex in college, there's a you there's other things that the enemy can use against you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and, like, going back to our topic when you said people just go to church on Sunday, but what about, you know, like, the week afterwards? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The good uh, What I like about here at Calvary Tropical in Springs is that we do communion every, like the first Sunday of the new month. Yeah. And there's some um, churches that do communion every week. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, I didn't do good this week. I'll take communion now. I'm, I'm good. I'm mm -hmm. good. So now the next week goes by, oh, I didn't do too good, but don't worry. I have my communion, you know, and it's, it's good because with our church, it's like the, the new month, you know, like in, people say new year, new me and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like the first Sunday of the month, like it's a new month to actually like think about the old month, like, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? So when you start the new month, the new Sunday, and you take your communion, you're saying, you know, like, okay, I'm going to, this month, I'm going to really devote myself to stop with the sin or something like that. So it's good because if you do it every week, it's like, okay, I did the sin on Wednesday, but don't worry, I have Sunday. I'll take my communion now. I'm good. But what what does that really mean if you just have that attitude towards it? You're not taking sin seriously. You're, not, you're just going through the motions. There's you know? no conviction in your life at all. You're just going through it. Oh, I did it. Don't worry. I'll it's like, um, how, how do I say it's like, I mean, it, I, I can't think of the metaphor right now, but it's just something not as simple as just saying, oh, I did it. I'll just redo it, clean, start over, and then I'll do it again. Don't matter. I can just uh, ask the Lord for forgiveness because when you do that, when you ask the Lord for forgiveness, you have to mean it in your heart. And if you're just, if you just don't mean it and you're just going, like you said, you're going through the motions and you do it again, then there, the you would have to really second guess your walk with the Lord. Are you truly walking with the Lord if and you're doing that? What, and other people looking up towards you as a Christian, they see your walk. And they're like, is this is this what a Christian's all about? Because mm -hmm. they're doing the same thing I'm doing. So does that mean I'm a Christian? Yeah. Because if she's if he or she's doing the sins I'm doing, and but they go to church every Sunday and every Easter, then and they call themselves a Christian, and they call themselves a Christian. So that's why it's important for people when. Because people throw it out there, they a bunch of people ask, and 
mom has told us a bunch of time they ask like oh what's your religion oh i'm catholic lutheran baptist on stuff it's we have a relationship with god so when people yeah we're christian but more importantly it's we have a relationship with god so when people just throw around like I'm a Christian, but they do this and that and stuff, so people don't like they them. view that as a that's the religious person, that is the definition of the religious person, the person who just goes through the motion, just does it, you know, the, the, rings the bells, the bells and whistles of Christianity or whatever re- religion you're part of, and it, it, they just do that, and it honestly doesn't really mean much to them. They're just going through the motion. That's when you realize. When you're really feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the word of the Lord means more to you than just a simple book that you open once a week, that's when you know you have a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's very important. But with this idea of new beginnings and, and going to college and stuff, uh, today uh, we're getting baptized. Yes, uh, we are. That is like the definition of like after you get saved, like you, when you get saved, you start a brand new life. That's a brand new beginning. Then that's can also be uh, symbolized towards baptism too, right? Yeah, and also one thing for non-believers, it's hard for them because we don't really trust things until we see it. You know, like yeah. people's like, oh, let's do make it like a deal. You give me this. Like I need to see it first. Mm-hmm. So with non-believers, it's like it's hard because they don't see God, you know, physically. Yeah. But we see the signs of God, especially nowadays, and that's um, John twenty twenty nine when he was talking about Thomas says, because you have seen, you have believed, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Yeah. So it's and different, like with people like my high school pastor be very pleased with me, and now I'm getting finally baptized today. <laughs> but people, it's like, oh, you get baptized, you go in the water, you come up, what's next? Yeah. And so, like, some people want to feel like, like, whole tingle in their entire body like oh i'm the holy spirit's in me now it's it's not going to be like that it's not like the gates of heaven are going to open right when you get baptized so with like i was only with jesus (laughs) only with jesus he's of course he's a very special one but the thing is people they want to see results quick yeah like they want to see physical oh i'm in this new faith i want to see something to prove like this is real and so then if they don't see it like oh this is fake i'm done with this Mm -hmm. so the thing is non-believers it's like if you are helping a non-believer you really got take step by step and say you're not going to see like instant results right when you're baptized you know jesus looking down at you with like a thumbs up like good job <laughs> good job son you did it so they really need to understand that with baptism and all this other stuff that it's really it's it's all in god's timing because mm-hmm. people like prayer prayer is so important with like everything because worrying I forgot, or somewhere says in the Bible, or some someone told me that worrying it's it's kind of like a sin, somewhat, because God doesn't want you to worry about things. Yeah. Because if you're worrying about things, it's taking your mind off of all the other things in life. Maybe if you're stressed about something, you're worried about something, you miss your routine of reading the Bible every night. So worrying is not going to get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. But prayer and you know devoting your life to God, that's gonna that that opens more doors than just sitting down and worrying about things. So for a new believer, you don't have to worry about all the stuff that's going to happen. It's all in God's timing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, like you said, with baptism, it, when we get baptized, that is like the, when it's the idea of baptism is the idea of putting yourself under the water. You're burying your old sinful nature. And then you come up and you come up a, a brand new creation in the Lord. 
And like you said, you're not going to feel a, a buzz in your fingers. You're not going to feel like the Holy Spirit just, you know, enters right into your The life. force is strong with this one. Yeah. You're not going to be doing that or anything. You're not going to feel that. But it doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit wasn't in you before. You know, as a Christian, you know, you don't have to be baptized to go to heaven. No, and that's that's the confusion um, for my high school pastor at the Lutheran school. It's he kind of went off like, oh, you're not baptized? Oh, you're going to hell. And so and at first, my naive self as a freshman, I'm like, whoa. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not baptized. I was dedicated as a baby here at this church. But I'm like, wait a minute. But then I you know, went to church, and I'm like, okay, just because I'm not baptized doesn't mean I'm not going to hell. But by getting baptized, like you said, you're going down, releasing all your sins, and it's a new beginning. Just like if I was a non-believer, I remember the— the day I got saved, it was a couple of days before my birthday mm-hmm. when I was around 12, 13, is at the Harvest with Greg Laurie. We were watching it. And so then he said that thing. He says, you're either for God or you're against God. And so I'm like, well, I'm for God. I, I've gone to church ever since I was small. But there was never a day where I said, I want to dedicate my life. I want to be, I want to have that strong relationship with God. Yeah. Because I went to, you know, Sunday school every week, but. When I was a kid, I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of kids do this. They kind of went through the motions, you know. They sang the songs, colored and things. But mm-hmm. we learned about God. But at that point, I started to realize because I was going to go to high school and soon. I'm like, I really need to get, I need to get right with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all sin, but like, I was like, man, I really, I really need to be for God. And so I remember doing that. And then when I went to high school, my pastor's like, oh, you're not baptized and stuff. And so then I remember we, there was a baptism here last year and so i was like oh i'll do it i'll do it and then i never i never went around to it so now with my going to college and stuff i need to realize that this is going to be a new beginning in my life for college so this needs to be a new beginning in my life for christ Mm -hmm. especially with the world and now i need to be the light and i'm not me i'm not going to make it the big difference in life it takes all other believers but if i can you know, help one or two people come to Christ. And that's, that's a, in me, that's a huge accomplishment because yeah. the other people who do know God and choose not to say anything, what, what, what good is that going to do? Mm-hmm. Yes. You have that strong relationship with God, but if you're not helping anybody, then you got to think like, well, I know all this information. I know I love God. Yeah, that's great. But like, you really need to express to people and like with baptism stuff to the new, the old stuff you have, the new beginning, so now I think today was actually perfect because it's the first Sunday of the month with the new experiences in my life and this new baptism that's really going to be really beneficial for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the for people who are confused, like, you know, baptism is something that the Christian does just to re-edify their belief in the Lord. And um, like, like we said, you, you come up a brand new creation. So uh, you come up and you're uh, renewing your walk with the Lord or you're just edifying it. You're adding, you're saying that, you know, again, Lord, I'm yours. This is me. I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm a new creation in you. But like we said, you know, baptism isn't required. You know, when Jesus hung up on that cross and you, he had the two uh, thieves with him to the left and the right, one of them cursed him and the other said, Father, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus didn't say, hang on, son, you need to get off this cross, go get baptized in that lake over there, and then mm-hmm. come up, come back up, and then we'll start. No. That, then, then we'll think about it. Yeah, he, that did not happen. He said, 
uh, today you will be with me in paradise. That thief did not get baptized. So that is like the ultimate example. Baptism isn't required. You're, you're not, you don't need it to go to heaven. All what you need is a repent, repenting heart in the Lord. But baptism is something that Christians are encouraged to do because it's just that symbolic uh, idea of, again, renewing yourself in the Lord. So for us, uh, at least because Jonah is going off to college very soon, it's just in, in this new phase in our lives, it's it's nice to get baptized and then reaffirm yourself as always with the Lord and symbolizing that the Lord is always there with us and we're being filled with the Holy Spirit because Jonah's going to go off to college in Arizona. I'm going to be doing my own thing with college here in California. But no matter where we go, we are all called to the great commission of spreading the word of the gospel to those around us, wherever they may be, whether it's in him with Arizona or if I was to go to, I don't know, Tennessee or something. Alabama. Alabama or why are we naming these states? But <laughs> It's in the south. But, I mean, anywhere we go, whether it's in the United States or outside, there's lots of believers that go out and spree- spread the word because that is what we are called to do. And uh, that I think that's important for us because once – like I said, once we're baptized, we're now given, the, we're all, we've always had the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit means so much more when you get baptized because you know the the Lord fills you with it and you're baptized in a new creation in him. And like one of the verses I want to read that's, that's very, very, very true to us is that, um, where is it right here? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, for in one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. You know, when you're baptized in the Lord, you are made of one with him. And just as like a clock, like we've heard this analogy before, a clock has many functioning parts to it. And we all play that same role in regards to how we add to the body of Christ in our roles in our lives. So when we become a ba- when we become baptized in the Lord, we're now part of his family and we are have a role to play in adding to the body of Christ, adding new members and to be an example because we're all all of us as Christians who all throughout the world we all serve one master and we're all working towards one goal. So I believe with baptism that is like the idea of just being renewing your faith in the Lord if you stumbled and just ultimately realizing that you you have a mission to for just for yourself you have a mission that the Lord's put you on or you have a mission to spread his word and spread his gospel whether that be in college or in your personal life or outside and stuff so it's very 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 important Any, anything else you like to add to it well also like being a new believer and stuff like like how I said, people, they don't see God. It's just like like the wind in mm-hmm. some sense. You you feel the wind, but you don't see it. Mm-hmm. It's, you don't know where to go, where it goes either. No, you, don't, you, don't, you don't see it. But like with God, you don't see him physically, but you feel his power and his, his movement and like people in their lives. So with new believers, they need to be devoted to their relationship with God because if it's like, oh, I'm, let's say I got baptized and I'm ready to start my life. But I still have problems in my home. I still have problems with this. Like, God, where are you? Like, I just 
baptized. I did this, you know, for my new life and stuff, but they don't see results and they, you know, give up so quickly. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying with having like the, the shield, like of the armor of God, mm-hmm. you need to realize that it's like not because when you're baptized, like, all right, I'm baptized. I got the armor of God. I'm like, come on, saying, give it to me right here. No, it's, it's a thing. Oh, that he'll you, give it to you. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> he'll give it to you. But people think, oh, I got the armor of God. You know, I'm good. No, no need to worry about me. I just got baptized. I'm a new believer. I'm ready. Well, in a sense, yes, you are because you're ready to go and stuff. But if you if there's a week goes by and you know you don't read your Bible and like oh doing I got baptized last week huh? you know I'm I'm still fresh in the faith mm-hmm. you are but if you don't really focus on that if you don't devote your time to it then slowly but surely the armor of God starts you know, coming off you because you're not devoting your life to God exactly and so with with me when I first devoted my life to Christ between that time and now I've I've sinned a lot I mean we all sin mm-hmm. every day we all sin but I've sinned a lot, and so with baptism, I feel I feel like that now with baptism, I'm really going to rededicate my life to Christ because, yes, I did go to church and stuff every Sunday, but I feel like now with today is will be very special in my entire life because now being going to college and stuff, having a new life, like high school is in the past, but college is new now. Now with baptism, I'm really going to reflect on my life. Like last night in bed, I was thinking about it, like my life, like, I've done a lot of bad stuff ever since I dedicated my life when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So now today with the old sins that I have when I get baptized, now the new sins, it's it's going to it's gonna feel great for me because this is something I really need. Mm-hmm. And this is something that's going to really benefit my life for the college and my future, bringing people to faith. So before I try to bring people to faith at college, I need to think about, what I need to do to bring myself back to the faith. Mm-hmm. And I haven't doubted God or, you know, like, oh, God doesn't exist no more. But I feel like now today it's really going to bring me back yeah. to the Lord. It's just the idea of, you know, and it's it's something that you should, I wouldn't say be proud of, but you, should, you shouldn't just deny that you haven't walked away. Because I, I have too. Like, we've we've walked away. We've gotten busy with life. I haven't. You know, there are days and months that I don't read my Bible and I've walked away from it. And it just takes some, it takes a trial or it takes something in your life to like, for the Lord to like snap his fingers and say, get back over here. Like, what are you doing? You know? So I definitely understand like, you know, you walk away from it and, but then the Lord ultimately brings you back. That's the important thing. You realize that you walked away. You, it's important that you realize that you need to come back to the Lord because Everything you have with you, you've done baseball and ROTC in college or in high school that you're taking it to college. You wouldn't be where you're at without the Lord, you know? Exactly. The Lord is giving you all of your talents and abilities. And when we stray away from it, we we tend to just forget about that, you know? When the Lord is giving it to you, he's planted it in you. And we don't give him the credit that he deserves. God has God gives you all your talents and abilities, and he can easily take it away from you. Mm-hmm. Because when people come complacent, and they think like, oh, you know, I don't need God. I'm, I'm, I've been doing good. And then when God takes away, he gives you that piece of humble pie. Mm-hmm. And our mother always talks about, you better not get that humble piece of pie. And when you get it, it doesn't feel good. doesn't taste good. It doesn't. <laughs> no, it does not taste good. <laughs> and so when people realize that, it's like, oh, man, I got to here because of God. And so now when people stray away from that, it's like, oh, man, I need to get right with God. But then they, they need to realize that. It's not like, oh, I do good, and then God takes away. Oh, let me go back to God. I do good. God takes away. Let me go back to God. 
it seemed to be a, you need to devote your life because there's a difference between devoted and committed. Mm-hmm. Committed, I mean, it's like a good military term, commitment. But that means you're mandatory. You have to do it. You don't want to do it. You have to do it. When it's devotion, it comes from your heart mm-hmm. that you want to do it. You want to do it. It's not someone telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's different when people say, oh, yeah, I'm committed to my faith. It's like, mm. you want to rephrase that? It's like, I'm devoted to my faith. Yeah. So now I feel like, and overall, I'm going to try my best with when I get baptized, say, to devote my life back to God. Like reading the Bible or reading a devotion, coincidentally, devotion, being devoted. So, yeah, just today is going to be a really, it's going to be a really good day for not me, but everyone else wants to get baptized and a really good day for the church. Yeah. I mean, this, the church does baptisms um, at least twice every summer to where, you know, and you would think that, like, um, with, the amount of baptisms that they do that it's like there's like a decent turnaround oh my gosh there's like so many people that come because you know baptism isn't only reserved for a one-time thing you can get baptized your entire life there's just like because again it's that symbolization of renewing your your life in the lord you know Mm -hmm. So, I mean, dad got baptized in Israel back in 2006. It doesn't mean he can't get baptized any other day if he if he wanted to. It's just a, like we say, it's just that symbol that ultimately reminds you of who God is and how much he means in your life and stuff. And, yeah, it's the thing with people, like for me, for instance, I've always wanted to get baptized in the ocean. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, and I'm like, wow, it looks pretty cool. And so then later on in the years, like, when I was smaller, like, oh, we have a baptism here at the church. I'm like, no, I'll wait till I'm, when it's the ocean or something like that. And so then thinking about it, it's like, well, then I'm just delaying getting renewed by the Spirit because like, oh, I'll put that off till next year or I'll do that next year. I'll do it in the ocean. And so now I thought about it. It's like, well, this baptism thing seems like I'm taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. Where when you asked me, like, hey, you want to get baptized? I thought about it. And so now I remember I said the excuse, oh, no, I want to get baptized in the ocean. But now I thought about it, it's like, it doesn't matter where I get baptized. It doesn't matter where um, I commit, I devote my life to God. It's just, I I need to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so by today was like the perfect day to do it. And it's like, you know, people, yeah, they want to get baptized in the Jordan River. That's probably like every Christian's like goal. They would love yeah. to get baptized there. But God, think about it. It's like, oh, I'll get baptized two years from now when we go to Israel. What are you going to do from now until two years? Yeah. Like, like, oh, I'll do all these sins, but don't worry, I'll get baptized in Israel, then I'll be A-OK. But no, for me, when you ask if I get baptized here, I'm like, yeah, I got, I got to stop pushing this off. Yeah. And this was more than a perfect opportunity. One thing that you, I want to add, it's like you push it off, but who, who's to say that you're guaranteed tomorrow, you know? Exactly. No, no, nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. The only thing that's guaranteed is, Death, taxes, and sinful nature. I added that third one. Sinful nature is always guaranteed. But, you know, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed this next minute because ultimately, too, the rapture of the church could happen at any time. And we, if you're not walking right with the Lord, you're going to be left behind. And, you, I mean, we could probably talk in another podcast just about the end times because that is just crazy of itself. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're, we're not guaranteed the next minute or the next hour, the next day, year, whatever. And so delaying 
you delay either. I mean, it it could, it doesn't have to be baptism. If you're just like delaying, if you're on the edge of wanting to commit to the, yourself to the Lord, and you're just saying, oh, "I'll put it off next time." Well, what if you just get in your car right now and you die? You you the car flips over, you die. Where's your salvation going to? Oh, I I wanted to do it, but I wanted to do it next week. Well, next week's not here. Your salvation's now, either going to heaven or hell, and that's the ultimate thing that a new believer or a person who wants to be a new believer has to realize that there, there are times to where people do put it off. And unfortunately it doesn't turn, turn off well, doesn't turn out well for them because they put it off for too long. And then death comes knocking at the door and they get taken and ultimately their salvation takes them to hell. And I think that's important if you're on the fence or you're just like, wondering what what it takes to be a christian is ultimately denying yourself just like it says in the bible deny yourself take up your cross because the cross is the instrument of death it's another analogy you take that cross that jesus had with him to um galgotha you know you take that cross and you murder your sinful old flesh the person who let's just say in this scenario this person likes to drink do drugs listens to secular music watches harmful movies does things and acts in a certain way you know their life is completely off the rails or whatever you take that side of you of you you put that person on the cross and you murder that person on the cross because that's what jesus says to take up his cross and follow me you're putting your old self on that cross you're letting that person die but in a new when you let that old self of you die, you have a new creation in the Lord. Different, There's a lot of different analogies to this, but ultimately it's the idea of um, going into the kingdom of heaven is denying yourself, putting that old self away and being a new creature, new creation in the Lord. Because we're all sheep. We're all dumb sheep. Yeah. And we, we do things, say things, and fall short every single day. But when we deny ourselves and come back to the Lord all the time, that's when we realize that, we are walking in the path that he's given to us, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it's very important, uh, very big discussion that, w- that we've been having just for the person who's going to college or the person who's dealing with whatever sort of thing that they have to deal with. Um, yeah, for you at least, what are you going to miss most when you go to college? Uh, one, one, the church. Yeah. Because the school there does have a small little chapel, but I feel like I won't get like the same, you know, like family vibes that you get at the church because, you know, everyone where the worship's going, you know, Sammy's rocking that guitar, <laughs> everyone's like, you know, clapping, you know. And so when I feel like when I go to college in the church there, there's not gonna be a lot of believers there. Mm-hmm. So it might be like a couple people in the church in some sense. And and obviously family, of course, yeah. definitely. Even though it's, I'm in Arizona, it's a different state, but it's not that far. It's not like I'm going back east or something like that. Yeah. But so it's just the faith in the family here that, because I've been with this church for so long. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, not coming back here, even with COVID happening. Yeah. You know, we're like a year or something like that. I haven't gone back to church. So I just, it's going to miss all the memories and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. One thing I would like to, um, add with that is just you know the you, you're going to be stepping away from the church 
the Lord will always be with you in your heart as long as you keep him close to your heart because those, you know, those um, worship songs that you listen to or the verses that stand out to you, especially what mom says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's like the one verse that you could carry with you throughout college. But, you know, when you go off to college, you always want to make sure that those things are close to your heart because whenever you do go through a trial or tribulation, that is something that you can use to fend off the enemy. That is like the things that bring you comfort and encouragement and know that the Lord is always watching over you because... Like I said before, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will always um, help you find a way out of it. So I think that's very encouraging. But, yeah, uh, one one verse I like to say is um, comes from jo- Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know, there there's definitely going to be discouragements and there could be times where you're fearful of what life is throwing at you but wherever you're at in your life right now the lord has always been there he will continue to be there and if you trust in him and you commit your life to him you are a new creation in him and you're going down a path that he has set before you a lot of people have uh they've been they like to say oh i'm too uh, i mean i've sinned i've done x y and z I don't think the Lord can um, forgive forgive me. Yeah. But, you know, that no matter what sin, no matter what things you've committed, the Lord forgives everyone every single day we we sin. And no matter how big or how small the sin may be, as long as we confess it in our hearts and truly mean it, it's the important thing. You truly mean what you're saying. That is when the Lord hears your prayer, forgives you, and then corrects you. Because if you just say it, and go through the motion and commit it once again. You didn't mean it in your heart. And like we said before, that's the religion side of you. Yeah, and God knows when you're 100% in or 100% out. If you're just going through the motions, and God knows. So people think, yeah, I go to church on Sunday. I'm good. God, you know, give me like 10 points, God. I went to church today. Mm-hmm. But if you're going through the motions, then what's the point of going to church then? What's yeah. the point of, oh, I'm the, I'm the Christian. I go to church. Oh, wow, look how good you are. But are you really listening are you really taking it to heart are you really like showing it to others Mm -hmm. yeah so this is very very big stuff um i hope this this uh, podcast encourages you guys um if you are on the fence of wanting to know more about christ i would definitely get in contact with the pastor uh if you haven't been baptizing or christian yet i would encourage you um one of these days um, consider it pray about it ultimately pray about it before you do it don't just do it because I'm telling you to do it. It has to come truly from your heart as with everything we've been saying. And, you know, uh, hopefully one of these days you can get baptized. I'm hoping um, one day, one day I hope to go to Israel and get baptized in the Jordan River. That would be really cool. But like we said, the to, uh, tomorrow's not guaranteed. So, I mean, we're going to get baptized now. And hopefully I the, the force comes in, in me. Yeah, well, especially nowadays, you got to pray a lot for Israel, what they're dealing with. Yeah, so. Israel Israel itself is a mess of itself. Well, in regards to, like, the issues that the other countries in our nation, our nation itself or just any other nation in the world has caused Israel. But people need to realize that Israel, like, that's God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. So when people are, you know, 
against them. It's like, well, you're against God's chosen people. You're against God. Yeah. So people need to realize that that those are God's chosen people. So when mm-hmm. you you say like, yes, of course, everyone wants to get um, baptized in Israel, but we, we got to pray that, you know, pray for the people there, mm-hmm. especially now with the Olympics, like Team Israel is here and all these other people, they're telling their story of what's going on back home and stuff. And people don't realize, like, what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. They just think, oh, Israel's the problem. And so nowadays we really need to pray. Pray for prayer is always good. Mm-hmm. Prayer, you need, Everyone needs to be a prayer warrior. But now just prayer for the world, our nation, our leaders, Israel, everywhere, everything. Prayer is such an important and key access for yeah. just everything. Is the one, is the time that you come before the Lord and humbly to his throne and you make your you ask for his forgiveness ultimately and then just anything you need in your life the things that he blesses you with you thank him for it but just ultimately asking for his guidance his wisdom his protection on your life you know that is just ultimately prayer is that time where you humbly come before the lord because if you just do it because it's just like a thing or what prayer is a one-on-one call or conversation with the lord Oh, yeah, and that one where, like, the Pharisee, where he's in the sanctuary, he's putting his hands up to God, and he said, God, um, I did this today. I gave this homeless person. That one story where the— Yeah, where he, he, he says— All the good things he has done. Yeah. And he's like, God, please bless me and stuff. But then the other person who gave all the money that they have— One might. Say, yeah, say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. And the, the Pharisee that looked down on that person— but he's like making a statement, like making it known, like everyone can hear his prayer. Look at the good things I did. I'm such a good person. Mm-hmm. So with prayer, it's not necessarily boasting about what you've done or letting people hear, like, oh man, that's a that's a good person right there, because you can hear him expressing the prayer. It's more like a one-on-one conversation with God and really saying, like, I've sinned and stuff, and like really like talking to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would encourage you guys be be in walk with the Lord, be humbled, be in prayer with the Lord, because wherever you're at in your life, for Jonah going to college or for anyone in in school, work, or anything, you know, being in constant prayer, it's a really good weapon to use against the enemy and to uh, make sure that the Lord is always there and present in your life. So, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, hopefully, we can do another episode like. Uh, uh, next year is like, all right, year one, how'd it go? You know, <laughs> who'd you how'd convert? it work for you? How who did you convert in college? You know, how many people? You, no, it's not like that. But <laughs> it's it's not a scorecard. It comes from the heart. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, thank you for coming on. And um, Man, it was a blast. Yeah, and uh, we'll be sure to put out new episodes, new devotions. So stay in tune to it. And uh, yeah, see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the What I Believe podcast. If you feel that this episode could help someone in need, please share it. And if you yourself want to know more about Jesus Christ or have any questions, we uh, recommend that you call this number 909-396-1884 to speak with a pastor who can answer any of your questions. Thank you for listening and may God continue to bless you.